Welcome to the Greater Impact Podcast, where we're talking about making a greater impact, business entrepreneurship, and as you guys know, recently really talking to successful real estate agents and successful real estate investors, so they investors so they can give you guys uh, their gems and golden nuggets when it comes to being successful in the real estate industry. So, uh, Javon, if you want to introduce yourself, yo, what's up, Devin? Um, so yeah, you know, my name is Javon. I'm a third generation Los Angelinos. Um, been here all my life, obviously. My grandparents been here all their lives. Um, I have a love for this city. Uh, I'm a local real estate agent. You know, I've done everything else in the books considered in, in, I've done everything else when you look at like a sales role. And that's kind of how I landed with real estate. So yeah, good to meet you, Devin. Yeah, good to meet you too. So you, you grew up in the Los Angeles area, right? Correct. Highland Park. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So you've been there moved, your entire life? Pretty much. Yeah. I grew up in Highland Park. Um, and then my mom moved us out of there because it was it was pretty gangster when I was there. <laughs> it's nice now, but and then um it's nice now, but when I grew up there it wasn't that nice. So we moved out of there when I was about in like seventh grade. Moved to a city called Montebello, um, and then I was kind of bounced around a little bit after that, but um, I'm around the area now again, so. Right on, cool. Right on, man. So you you mentioned you were in sales before you uh, got into real estate, it sounded like. So what what were some other jobs or uh, things that you did before you got your real estate license and got um, I sold um, credit card payment processing, and that's kind of really really where i honed like phone sales skills mm -hmm. uh just hammering the phones every day like if you're a merchant like say you were selling um i don't know socks right and you had an e-commerce store for socks well i would pitch my services for your business um to be a competitive with what you're getting charged on the back end and the front end um i would hammer the phones for a company called paylitify there i was an executive um account holder so um, I did that for about two years. I also sold after that um, IT services for large medical companies, hospitals, stuff like that to help protect them against um, scammers and um, a scam that was going around, still going around is um, basically ransomware. And if the ransomware gets onto your network in your in your work network, um, they could hold your whole like database hostage. Mm. Um, it could cost you a lot of money because they're gonna want like a hundred Bitcoin for 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 them to get that ransomware off, or else they're gonna steal all your data and leak it, and it's gonna cause all kinds of lawsuits. So usually the the hospitals pay it. So the software I was selling for this company, um, it prevented that from happening in the first place. So um, easy transition, um, a lot of relatable skills, interchangeable skills. Uh, real estate's probably the only difference is real estate, you're like, I'm out in the field all the time, right? I'm like, you know, actually opening doors, um, looking at houses. Uh, that's about the only difference, in my opinion. Nice, nice. Do you enjoy that aspect of like being out and about and, you know, in the world and in Los Angeles, you know, checking out? I love it. You love it? Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I get to meet all kinds of like 
crazy dope people. Um, all my clients, all you know, they're from different walks of life. Um, I one of my one of my clients is like um, I'm not gonna name his name, but he plays in some pretty like big name rock bands. He's looking in the Silver Lake area. Then I know like the um, um, software engineers for like Uber. They're looking for houses. They're my clients. So I get to meet a lot of different people. Um, yeah, I'm blessed. And I love checking out new neighborhoods that I didn't know exist. Like, you know, before I, that, that client brought me to that, to yeah. that, um, to that neighborhood. Cool. Awesome, man. What made you actually get into real estate? Um, you know, from transitioning from what you were doing before getting into real estate, what made you do that? For, yeah, no, for me, honestly, real estate was always kind of the goal. Mm -hmm. um i i kind of had had it in the back of my head it's one of the things that's really hard to get going because there's really no paid positions with real estate you yeah. are a business owner and whenever you start your own you know this you know you're gonna you're gonna like dish out a little pain in the beginning you know um you're gonna go not paid for maybe two months three months four months if you're lazy six months <laughs> So um, for me, it was about stacking cash and having that cushion so I could enter real estate. And really, I just always felt a calling to, you know, um, start in real estate. It's kind of, you know, um, in college, I studied art history. And with art history, we study architecture and architecture kind mm -hmm. of, I guess, gave me my first passion for homes and, um, you know, different architectural styles for homes um but that's kind of the gist of it my end goal is not real estate it's humanitarian work um so i think with real estate it's just going to get me there a lot faster hmm. through real estate investing yeah exactly give you that financial freedom that uh that uh cushion of money what is it, passive income coming in so you can pursue uh your other passions and purposes hey. Hey man, Batman wouldn't be Batman without Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. That's a great point. You got to have, you got to have, you got to have that extra change. Yeah. Yeah. That's you can't, awesome, you man. can't, you can't help. Like, it's like when they tell you in the airplanes, um, put your oxygen mask on before you put on the person next to you. Mm -hmm. Right. They, you have to help yourself first before you can help other people. So yeah, absolutely. Um, that's kind of the, the logic there beautiful so how you how long have you been a realtor uh three years now three years three years cool and since i i coach a lot of realtors and obviously you know i kind of really have niched down for real estate professionals i kind of i kind of know some of the, the real estate lingo some of the game i actually have a lot of uh realtors i know down there in los angeles um how many transactions did you close last year? If you wouldn't mind telling us. Um, 21. 21. Cool. Awesome. 21. Yeah. That's cool. What's the, do you have like a goal this year? How many transactions you're looking to do? Yeah. I'm looking at my board right now. That's why I have it. <laughs> I always forget. Okay, my vision so board. yeah, I closed 21 last year. That was 17.3 nine million in transactional volume and for the people that don't know what transactional volume is it's like one house equals a hundred thousand two house equals 
200,000, so on. So that was the transactional volume, 17.39. Yeah. Um, I'm looking to double it this year. Um, you know, 34 transactional go. is my goal. And um, to get there, I got to do about 40, 40. Big cash. A little less, a little less. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of moving know, parts, man. Yeah, there's a lot of advantages to living in L.A. because, you know, uh, 21 transactions is not the same as, you know, 21 transactions in North Carolina or, you know, or Virginia or whatever. Because when you live in Los Angeles, like you said, like I know agents that, you know, might have to close 40 transactions where they live to get the same overall um what was it? Total total volume sold, right? Seventeen point five million, yeah. right? So yeah, every house there is almost a, a little below mm -hmm. a million or a million or above a million, right? Close to it, depends. Yeah, I mean that that's a kind of a, a it's a complex thing to think about because real estate in other states is a lot easier too, though. So like, if I bought a house today in Kansas or Alabama. I think they have like 10 disclosures that go out in the real estate process and mm -hmm. you can close fairly easily on a $500,000 home in yeah. LA. You're closing, you know, on average 900 to 1.1 million. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes these are considered high balance loans. The bank has to underwrite it more. There's, a, there's quadruple the amount of paperwork that goes out. So there, it's just a lot harder in in terms of closing in los angeles as it is in a lot of other states i'm not going to mention new york because i think they have a lot of paperwork too yeah for sure um for yeah. me like considering moving back to california i'm considering either i lived in san jose for a little close to three years and i lived in la for a year um for my business because i you know specifically target real estate professionals um uh, how is like how how many how many agents or investors do you see in the Los Angeles area? Like, is it a booming area as far as like people that actually work in uh, real estate in LA? There's tons. Yeah, there's tons. I mean, <laughs> um, a lot of people are falling off within yeah. the last four or five months because the market got tougher and, you know, um, it's, we were all babied. I feel like for the last two years, there was, no endless there was an endless amount of buyers on the market that needed help buying a home so mm -hmm. it was very easy and for the agents that didn't really hone their skills during those two years and didn't learn kind of fundamental sales skills or didn't like really hold themselves accountable to you know really digging in deep into how their business operates you know there a lot of them are exiting and, and doing other things now but with that said, there is still a lot of agents out there in LA and surrounding areas. There's a tremendous amount of investors. Like I can pull up my call my call log right now, and I could probably like pitch you ten different investors for ten different types of properties they want. Beautiful, beautiful. That's awesome, man. And like getting into that, like when it comes to investing, how did you? When did you start getting into investing, and and how did you go about it? I mean, very recently, I mean, I have very humble beginnings, man. Um, you know, my mom was a single woman, um, single mother, worked three jobs, you know. So um, I grew up with like no money. And when you grow up with no money, it's, you know, very hard to get started with 
um, very like starting a business is very hard, right? Because you don't have any capital, let alone real estate investing. So um, mm -hmm. this year is when I finally have some wiggle room to actually start acquiring some properties of my own. And I learned it by one, working in real estate, but two, just educating myself nonstop on a lot of things, you mm -hmm. know, private money, raising capital, hard money loans, um, joint venturing, and just networking. I, my network is huge, and I'm thankful for that. So, yeah, your network is your net worth, right? That's right. For sure, man. Um. So, so have you acquired your first investment property or are you still in the, the trend, like, uh, getting into that? Um, I'm still getting into that right now. Cool. What so, it, so, you know, there, because I, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, I have a wide audience, a lot of different people are going to watch this, but specifically the people I'm going to be sending it to and, you know, considering mm -hmm. people are watching this for the most part are going to be in a similar position to you either you know, thinking about getting into investing, maybe they haven't thought about it. And so, you know, now this is enticing them to think about it more and the benefits of it. So you can mention some of the benefits of the reasons why you want to get into investing. But so I, the point is, is like, there's a lot of people who are at the same point as you, or even a little bit before where they're just considering, you know, getting into it, or they're actually just getting started. So it's still really valuable for you to, you know, speak about, your mindset and the process that you're going through when it comes to investing in your first real estate invest investment property, what are you looking to do? Is it like rental property is it going to be a fix and flip? Like what are exactly are you looking at? It's um most likely going to be a fix and flip probably next month. I've already helped out a lot of investors um, acquire, help them acquire that project. Mm -hmm. house that made them you know 100,000 120,000 whatever you know ROI they made I'm, I'm I've been making other people money and you know it just it I, I'm glad that I'm able to do that right but at the same token it's like I need to be doing that mm -hmm. it's like you know we need to rip the band-aid off the off the wound and just you know we need to sear it up and press forward on that because there's money out there and it's, um, you know, might as well be yours or mine or somebody, you know, it might as well stay with my house, with my family too. So um, yeah, if, if it, it, it takes more experience and capital, it does take capital on obviously. Right. But if, if you have a big enough network, you can joint venture with somebody on your first one especially somebody that has already done like maybe one or two deals. So you could get better terms on like a hard money loan. Uh -huh. And um, you can kind of do the whole process a little more smoothly than you would on your own. Uh -huh. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, my question for you, for me, this is a personal question. Um I definitely do plan on getting into real estate investing. My mindset, like, dude, you can't believe how often I get pitched by realtors because I'm probably one of the most persistent follow-up guys. Like, I, I just, I crush it on, on, on certain. I part. see it. Yeah, yeah I um, see it. So they're like, oh, you should get into real estate, be a realtor, blah blah blah. Like, I already did that. I was getting my real estate license right after high school, and I didn't want to do real estate because I was doing it just for the money. 
and I didn't have the passion and also the expertise that I had when it came to fitness, nutrition and helping others through that. And so I've been going all in on that uh, the last four or five years. And nice. so I definitely do plan on getting into real estate, but it's not going to be working in real estate as a realtor. It's going to be as an investor, right? Which is mm -hmm. where from my experience of talking to people is where most of the money is made is through a real estate investing. Um, what it, what, how much time that's my main concern. How much time does it actually take cap? Let's talk capital and time. What, and, and network let's, or, and knowledge. What, what are the different things that you need when you're considering getting into real estate investing? Um, if it's going to be a multifamily, if it's going to be, you know, buying a two, uh, a duplex, fourplex, or if it's going to be, you know, doing a fix and flip, what are, you know, the capital, what is the capital you're kind of looking at? What is um, the kind of network or knowledge that you need to have and how much time commitment um, on like a, you know, monthly basis do you think that's going to require? It really depends. Um, yeah, of course, for sure. So um, let's, let's take, I don't know, let's take Los Angeles, for example, right? If mm -hmm. you want to do just, let's keep it basic a fix and flip in um let's see like jefferson park neighborhood that's like 90036 or something it's it's close enough to like to the beach in like 40 minutes so um let's take a market like that for example there's a lot of deals there and mm -hmm. this i know because i've researched and i know the market and i'm a local la expert right mm -hmm. um so i think your first step would be to learn who you want to work with right do your due diligence on hiring a real estate professional to help you with this process and vet them ask for their track record ask you know you asked me how many deals did i close out of how many deals if you're interviewing an agent you know how many of those deals did you close that were actually um um cash positive projects don't be scared to ask them those questions um capital it depends honestly if you already have it then you don't need to right you yeah. can get a hard money loan pretty quickly so if you already have let's go work backwards a little bit for a fix and flip in jefferson park right acquisition can be about let's say six hundred and eighty thousand, and this would be for like maybe a three two around 1200 square feet you would need to come in for maybe your first one 10% if you joint venture with somebody like me or somebody in my network, $68,000 for the down payment, 68,000, maybe some closing costs, another 10,000. So you're looking at maybe having um, total capital, 78,000. You can close on that house. If you have that capital within three weeks, max four on the really rush side, two weeks, I don't really, uh, I don't really recommend it. It's really fast. It's going to go like that. You want to get your inspections in there. 
you want to do your due diligence, you want to get your contract in, in there, mm-hmm. get some bids going, you know, kind of map out what you want to do with the house so you can have a smoother project once you acquire it. Um, rehab usually takes two to three months and then the resale will take another one to two months. So you're looking anywhere between three to four months to mm-hmm. get your money back and make some profit. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I have a, I have a friend yeah. is uh, doing his first flicks and flip. Um, so yeah. Uh, and he's doing exactly everything you're mentioning. Um, and then I interviewed, if you want to check it out, I don't know if I already sent it to you, a real estate investor. Um, he, he makes multiple seven figures a year, um, you know, millions a year from fixing flip as a business, right? Just so fixing and flipping like all month at all, like just running as a business. And so it was really cool to hear. Uh-huh. How it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the money is out there. You just have to have the right team behind you. The one mistake that I see the first time flipper make is like, oh, I already have my contractors, you know, it's like, okay, are they going to do it for the same price that my contractors are going to do it for? Probably not, but it's a lesson that they have to learn on their own if they don't, you know, loyalty. I I love loyalty. I'm a loyal person, but at the end of the day, if my loyalty is costing me $50,000 and I don't know, (laughs) I, I, I'm going to go with some, somebody that's wrecked. Like if you hire a real estate, like all I'm going to say is if you hire a real estate professional to get you into a flip project, take the recommendations on who you're going to use in that project. Mm-hmm. Right. Because what's the point of hiring them if you're if you're just going to do your own thing anyways? And that goes from, you know, acquisition, obviously, that goes for project management, the, you know, the construction and the resale. Mm-hmm. I've I've represented people on acquisition and then they try to use a different agent on the resale and then they fail. And like, uh, and I'll, it was like a North Hollywood deal that I had last year. Um, got it over to the investor. The investor had me over with the with the with the contractors. I told them what they needed to finish up to get one point five, one point not one point five, um, a mil fifty, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a mil eighty, definitely below one point one. And um, I guess they didn't like it and they didn't want to finish the landscaping. So um, they hired, you know, their aunt or something to try to resale it at 1.1. That house is still on the market today. And this is like almost 365 days later. Yeah. So I was just, he just talked to me the other day. He's like, I'm going to fire my agent. You know, can you sell it? I'm like, yeah, I can sell it, but not at 1.1. And it has to come off the market for like a month. (laughs) So uh, that's my advice to any first time flipper is like whoever you hire, you know, listen to them, take their advice. You hired them for a reason. And if you don't feel confident with them on all those things, then maybe you should look for another real estate agent right off the bat. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, um, I appreciate having you on. Uh, I think the, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think the finish it off, um, you know, if you have any like, mindset like did you know different takeaways or tips um or different like mindsets you would give to the audience when it comes to um real estate in general real estate in general yeah whatever whatever general i mean 
what real real estate investing getting into real estate um or even buying buying somebody's first home if you want to just give some different things that you keep in mind some different tips for people yeah don't try to time the market right especially for a first time home buyer like you're not going to be as good as uh, a day trader right day traders time the market if you're as good as a day trader, you'd be making a hell of a lot more money, but nobody can time the market. Nobody has a crystal ball. Um, buy the damn house already. <laughs> Everybody that I've talked to two years ago that said, I'm waiting for prices to come down, look where they're at now. I wish I had a time machine to go back two years to buy up some properties, right? At a discount. Oh. Everything's went up. Interest rates have gone up. So yeah, don't don't try to time the market. Just buy it. Just go. Just do it. Just go. Just do it. I mean, you're gonna sit on this house. Like, what? Are you gonna buy it and then move it out in a year? Probably not. You're probably gonna be there at least seven years. And that's a statistic from NAR, right? On average, a homeowner is gonna stay in their house for at least seven years. Seven years from now, you'll be probably lucky to find any house in LA for under nine hundred, under a million. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. And yeah, I appreciate having you on. I'll send you, this will probably be uploaded tomorrow, Saturday. Um, and it's going to be on my YouTube channel at Devin Kreit. And then my podcast on Spotify and Apple podcasts at DC health fitness slash Devin Kreit, the greater impact series, it's the greater impact podcast, but it's a series under my main, my main channels. So yeah, man, appreciate having you on. If you want to uh, shout out any social media networks, you want people to follow, if you want to shout out, you know, your, your social media, or you want to shout out your business. Um, so people can stay connected or reach out to you if they're interested in moving to Los Angeles or anything like that. I know I'm breaking up. Can you hear yeah, me? Um, yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. You were breaking up a little bit, but I got the gist of it. Um, you could follow me on my Instagram. I'm pretty active on there at the Jovan Yanez, J-O-V-O-N-Y-A-N-E-Z. Um, I post funny stuff and you could see me walk some distressed properties and some luxury properties. So, um, yeah, follow me there. Awesome. Cool, man. Yeah. And you can message, message me that so I can put it in the description for people who want to follow you on Instagram and stay connected with you. Um, cool, man. Appreciate having you for on. Sure, Devin. Yeah. Looking forward to talking to you here soon and, uh, I'll talk to you. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon, man. Have a great day. All right, Devin. Peace out. Peace out.